I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello, you are listening to the something or other most popular health and fitness podcast on the internet. I don't know, maybe the number 500,000th or thereabouts. So we're moving on up in the rankings. Oh wait, who are we? We're the Weight Loss Podcast. My name's Matt. I am here as always with my beautiful, intelligent, charming wife, Courtney. Oh, that was nice. What did you do wrong this week? Uh, I was hoping you could cook some dinner later on. (laughs) Too soon? Oh, too soon. Yes, you are listening to the Weight Loss Podcast. Uh, As always, my name is Matt because that doesn't change. Uh, And I'm here with Courtney and we are here this episode to help you overcome your fear of gyms. Yes. So we have discovered through actually talking to people, which as it turns out is a useful thing in life to do, is to communicate with living, breathing people. That um, it wasn't, from from my perspective, it wasn't just me that was terrified of walking into gyms when I was younger and inexperienced and heavily out of shape. Uh, This seems to be a common problem, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I went through it a bit when I was younger and I've, again, heard multiple people tell me how daunting it is to go to a gym how, no, 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 I won't go to a gym, I'll just do it by myself. And it's all, it's all just because of that fear of even just walking into a, into a commercial gym. And how many times have you heard things like, oh, I will join the gym, I'll just lose some weight first. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a huge one. That is, that's one I don't mean to, to laugh about, but I always end no, up no, no. laughing. It's okay to laugh because it's funny. Because... I'll I'll lose weight before I join the gym. It just isn't it fantastic. It just makes absolutely zero sense. I'll run a marathon before I learn how to run. It's just crazy, but that is unfortunately how far the fear has gone in most people to even enter a commercial gym. Yeah, and so the a big part of the inspiration for this episode was I was having a chat with someone recently who related a story to me about joining a big gym for the first time and then getting in the car, going to the gym for their first ever session inside said gym. They found themselves sitting in the car for over an hour, terrified of walking in and eventually just drove home. Mm. without going in so even though Courtney and I have had a couple of giggles already at some of the the things around this make no mistake this is definitely a serious topic because we've been there Uh, I know it affected me personally for a long time and actually kept me from going to the gym for a long time and clearly we aren't alone on this if you're listening to us which you are because you're listening to us but chances are you've gone through this as well At some stage, I mean, maybe you're there yourself right now where you know you want to achieve some things for yourself, 
but just the the thought of walking into a big gym makes you nauseous. Mm. So I'm going to throw this over to Courtney. Courtney, can you relate any stories yourself about your experience going to gyms and the fear thereabouts? Yeah, I, I, I back... Oh, Matt, you and I have known each other, what, five years now? Uh, yeah, that would be a jail sentence. <laughs> so back before I met Matt, I have been a member of a commercial gym multiple times. So first joined up uh, when I was about in year 12 at high school. Then I was a member for a couple of years and then just wasn't going. So I cancelled my membership. Then a couple of years went by, decided that I needed to get back into exercise. So I went back to the same commercial gym, joined up again. And so the the the... the Fear of actually going and joining a commercial gym wasn't too bad for me, obviously, because I joined uh, the same gym twice over the span of, you know, in the same sort of decade. But the thing was for me was once I was in there. So getting there was just laziness because I hated exercise was more so the reason why I didn't go. But once I entered the commercial gym, once I entered the gym floor, I would be suddenly struck by fear that people were looking at me, people were judging me, and then I would just automatically go back to my treadmill area and just walk on the treadmill. So that was one of the contributing factors as to why I never ventured out into the weight training area or any other area of the gym. Um, That commercial gym at the time, like I think a lot of gyms, have sort of a separate cardio style fitness area and then they have the big sort of weight training area of the gym and I felt like you know what I knew how to use a treadmill so I'll just go and walk on the treadmill whereas I didn't know how to lift weights I didn't know which weights to lift so the idea of going in and going to those machines and reading what the machine is used for and because, I mean, a lot of those machines have the description, don't they, Matt? Like on the top of it or on the side of it. Yeah, they have yeah. sort of instructions to tell you what area of the body it's working, how you should how you should use the machine. But the idea of standing reading that, I felt like, oh, people are going to look at me and think I'm an idiot because I don't know how to use the machine. They're going to think, oh, what's that fact you're trying to be in this area for? I just felt really self-conscious about being in there, being judged, um, looking silly, getting on the machine and using it wrong, um, going in that area and if someone who was quite fit um, was using a machine that I was going to use, then there's no way I would just stand and wait for it or I'd ask if I could sort of share it and you know just quickly do a set while that person was resting. Um, there's no way I would have done any of that. So all I did was just go back to the to the cardio area and just walk on the treadmill because um, that was sort of my comfort space. I knew how to use a treadmill. Um, there wasn't many people in that area, so I didn't feel like I was being judged and I would just walk for 20 minutes and go home. Um, so that was really, once I found that comfort area, then I had no problem going to the gym other than my laziness. Um, but I would never venture outside of that comfort space, which was my treadmill area of the gym. And 
it's probably no surprise as well that over that time you were stuck in your comfort zone, aka the treadmill area. Not much actually changed. No, no. I mean, well, I wasn't going very consistently because, as I said, I was very lazy. So there was no consistency about my exercise routine. Uh, and when I did go, I didn't push too hard. Again, you know, I didn't want to look silly. So I wasn't going to be the fat girl running on the treadmill or, you know, doing something that I didn't know how to do or wasn't very good at. But, you know, I could easily walk. So I would just go and walk on the treadmill and I would get to about 20 minutes and decide that I had had enough and I was bored and I would go home. So all in all, no, that all led up to me not getting any results. Mm. Yeah, I can relate. I was absolutely shitting my pants for quite a long time at the thought of, of going to a gym regularly because I felt like a massive, literally, massive fish out of water. So when you have a very negative view on yourself, you don't see yourself in a positive light, you're unhappy, you're overweight, you're unhealthy, etc., etc., and you then walk into your local gym that you've joined, and what, what are you greeted with? You're greeted with people that are all in better shape than you, that all appear to know what the hell you're doing. You don't even know how to lift a bar. And so what's the first thing that you think? You think, what the hell am I doing here? And that would go through my head constantly for quite some time. And it would get to the stage, particularly if I was feeling rather, say, fragile on any given day where that would be any sort of negative experience that day would be the excuse I needed to not go to the gym. But it would also almost feel like relief because I felt that, well, if I don't go, I'm not going to feel like this fish out of water. I'm not going to be the fat guy in the gym. And in my mind, I'm then not going to be looked at, looked down at and judged. And that was very, very, very difficult to overcome. And even now, spinning it forward years later, now I own, we own our own gym. We work with people constantly that tell us, I don't like gyms. I'm not a gym person. And there is absolutely a relatability there where I can fully understand where they're coming from. Uh, it, it can be very, very difficult, especially when you, like I said earlier, you have that, that sort of dim view of yourself and you just feel like, what am I doing here? And that's where, even though we laughed at it earlier, uh, it's I, I personally can very much understand the concept of I'll lose weight, then go to the gym. Because you say that because you want to fit in. Mm. So I know that it would. It, it's obviously affected Courtney and I quite a lot. It has no doubt affected yourself. So we, there is a large problem, I think, with this where this is far more common than it is, than it's, you know, it's not mentioned much, but it's a common problem. Mm. So if people are terrified of going to the gym and being the fat person or the unfittest person there or being judged or looking like an idiot, how in the hell do you overcome it? Courtney, what is your first tip for overcoming fear of gyms? 
Well, tip number one has to be you're not the only one. You're not the only one that's afraid of big gyms. We were two of them. Well, we were two of them. We know multiple people. I think... Most the, of our clients. Most of our clients. I think the thing that, that really um, is worth keeping in mind when you enter these commercial gyms, that 90% of the people going into that commercial gym also feel uncomfortable. I mean, you're in a, you're in a large facility with a lot of people that you ha- don't know. You don't know these people from a bar of soap. And the thing to remember is that everyone's there for their own reasons. And so they would also somewhere inside have some sort of fear of being judged or looking silly. I mean, no one wants to look silly in life. So they're there for their own reasons. So the thing to remember is that going into a gym, you're not the only one that's afraid of looking silly. You're not the only one that's afraid of being judged. Uh, so if you go in there with that mindset, I think then you start to look at the people around you in the gym very differently. Would you agree, Matt? I would agree. And that was, you touched on a, Courtney's touched on a point there that really helped me overcome my, my fear of going into these places when it occurred to me that the fact you're, that anyone is in a gym to begin with is because they are there to improve something or some things they are not happy about. No matter how advanced, whether you're a beginner, intermediate or advanced, you're kind of all there for the same reason. So everyone's got their own individual goals, but that same reason that people are there is because they want to improve things that they're not happy about. When that penny dropped for me, it got easier a lot faster because then all of a sudden I, I found something that I could relate to these fit, strong, healthy people with was it guess what? They're probably just as unhappy as me. Yeah. And as I've learned over the years, that is 100% true. No matter how in shape you get, how healthy you get, how functionally fit and strong you get, you're not going to be happy. You're going to want more. And all of a sudden, when, when, that ha- when that occurred in my mind, I was like, oh, I get it. We're all here for the same thing. Mm. So I do urge you to keep that in mind, that even, even Courtney and I now, we, we comfortably walk through any commercial gym that we go to. We're there to improve things we're not happy about, just like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was having this conversation with a girlfriend of mine last week, and she's in ripping shape, like, ri- like ripping shape. And she's still just up. She was telling me how she's just upping her training program because there's parts of her body she still wants to improve. And the average Joe would look at this female and think, oh my God, she's lean. She's, she's in fantastic shape. There couldn't possibly be anything about her body that she doesn't like, but there is. There's things about her body that she'd like to improve. And that's okay. So I think there is this misconception when it comes from and I had this misconception being being a, a fat girl that oh skinny girls must be happy with the way they look whereas there is this sort of misconception whereas I think that for a lot of skinny girls that aren't happy with the way they look that they're put in this box where they're allowed to go to the gym and improve their body shape as well so as soon as I realized that and 
saw that a lot of these skinny girls that I was seeing and that I was talking to had the same mental issues or demons that I did. It was just relatable in a different way because I was coming from the fat girl side and they're coming from the skinny girl side. But the things we were dealing with were relatable. I was able again, as Matt said, to use that going into the gym, looking at the people around me quite differently. I think one of the most, speaking of fat girl versus skinny girl, uh, a slight digression, but I think one of the most insulting things that can be thought of or said is if we look at someone that is, you know, let's say they're not overweight, I think the worst thing that you can say to someone like that is, why do you go to the gym? You're in good shape. Yeah. Or you don't need to change. Anyone that goes to the gym, as I said, regardless of the shape they're in, aren't happy about yeah. something. And, and Courtney's point about her girlfriend is spot on the money. You show anyone a photo of themselves and the first thing they'll see are the things they don't like. Mm. And that, that is, I think, almost like a universal rule. Across the board, people go to improve things they don't like. So the next tip that I want to give is also just to understand that everyone starts as a beginner. Mm. Everyone in the gym had to go for the first time. No one, and I mean no one, walks in there knowing what the hell to do straight away. And I tend to find I can use myself as the best example of this because now I've been doing this as a PT now for over seven years. Uh, we've Courtney and I have had our gym now for over four years. I've been training and being around gyms now for well over 10, 15 years. And I now teach countless number of people how to train, how to eat, how to change their body, etc. I work, I'm privileged enough to be able to work as a coach to other PTs now. Except when I first started, I had no idea how to do a bench press. And I didn't have the strength to do a barbell bench press. The barbell was too heavy for me. So it's easy to look at where someone is now and see where they are at. But you don't see, and it's easy to forget and overlook the fact that they had to start the same place you are starting or have started from. Everyone is a beginner at some stage. That also helped me a lot with overcoming my fear of a big gym was that, hey, I can't be the only person that's ever been a beginner. Yeah. Everyone has been a beginner. So give yourself permission to be a beginner and understand that you, won't, you aren't the first and you won't be the last person to start there. Yeah. Awesome point. I think that's a, that's a fantastic point made. Uh, next tip that I want to give on this is remembering that you are not the center of attention and people are focused on themselves in gyms. Oh, yeah. And I think that this comes back to my own fear. I think it comes back to the fear that Matt spoke about as well and that I think most people have these fears when going into a commercial gym, which is that everyone's going to be judging you. Everyone's going to be looking at you. I think the thing to remember is a lot of the times with these big gyms is that you walk in there and everyone's got headphones on. 
Everyone's blasting music in their ears. Everyone's doing their sets and looking at themselves in the mirror. Taking selfies, <laughs> sending Snapchats, posting to Instagram. Texting their friends. Wasting time. These are the sort of things that happen in commercial gyms. So it's really easy before you enter to build up in your mind that you are going to be the black sheep as soon as you walk into that gym. You're the one that's going to stand out. You're the one that everyone's going to look at. But... I mean, the reality is once you go into a gym that nine times out of 10, everybody is so focused on what they're doing and themselves that they wouldn't even know that you were there. You could probably drop dead in most commercial gyms and no one would actually notice. No one no one would because they're so preoccupied with themselves and with their own workouts, which by the way, they should be. Um, that they're not focusing on what you're doing or what I'm doing or what Matt's doing. It's just them. So I think that is a really big thing that helped me walking into these commercial gyms with some confidence was walking in knowing that I could literally walk right in front of someone and they wouldn't even know I'm there. Really? Yep. <laughs> and that sort of focus on what you're doing is literally what you should be doing. Yeah. Worry about yourself. And you then got less time to worry about others and what they're doing because trust me, they ain't paying attention to you. No. So uh, great point there, Courtney. Let's move this forward. Uh, Courtney and I had a bit of a chat uh, before we started recording uh, this episode. And we do get a lot of questions from clients of ours on, you know, what do we do? Because obviously, you know, we, we like to lead by example and we like to educate our clients on, you know, this is how we solve the problems that you're currently facing. So we figured we'd give you a bit of an insight into what's in our own gym bags. What do we take? Because Courtney and I uh, have said before in the past that we don't actually train at our own gym anymore. So if you're not aware, Courtney and I, a number of months ago, went and joined a big uh, local large commercial gym just because we felt that we weren't getting the same experience in our own gym as our clients, in that we weren't pushing as hard as we could. But being in a room surrounded by people that are pushing hard as well, it would lift us up, and it did. So Courtney and I go to a very large, hardcore commercial gym regularly. Mm. So the question is, what's in our own gym bag? What do we take? to ensure that we are getting the job done. And we figured that we would call this the Gym Survival Toolkit. <laughs> We're gonna to give you now a checklist of what's in our gym bag, what's in our own Gym Survival Toolkit that you should put in yours that will not only help you to take positive steps forward in the gym, but also help you not poo your pants when you walk in these places and feel like you're being judged because if you've got this gym survival toolkit with you every time, it's really hard to go wrong. Mm. So I think Courtney, you and I will take this uh, in turns. Would you like to go first? What is the first tool we need in the gym survival toolkit? The number one tool you need is a plan. What? I know. Doesn't it really sound like much? So you would think, why is that number one? It is essential. <laughs> to your workout. You need to have a plan before you go to the gym. What do you mean? So as soon as you walk into that gym, you should know exactly what exercises you're doing. Actually, before you walk into that gym, 
Yes. You should know what you're doing. You know, you should know exactly where you're going to go. Okay. Today, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do upper body. Upper body day. Great. On my upper, what's on your upper body day? Okay. I've got four exercises starting with bench press. Awesome. You walk into that gym, you scan in, you walk through, you already know where the bench press area is, where the benches are, and that's exactly where you're going. No piss farting around, walking here, walking there. Ooh. Oh, I might do this today or I might do that. No. You walk straight in, you know exactly where you're going, and you go there. Yeah, so ideally you would have a an overall structure. So let's say I'll use Courtney and I as an example. We have 12, a 12-week structure because we, we work in 12-week blocks, then have a bit of, bit of time off, then go back to it again. So we have a 12-week structure where we know what we are doing. We then break that structure down. So these are our weight stays in the gym. And on these weight stays, we are going to perform these specific exercises. So today, for example, I have my chest day at the gym. So I do four exercises on my chest day. I do an incline bench press, a flat dumbbell bench press, a cable fly, and a core exercise. And because I wrote down what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks on my current program, I knew not just what exercises I was doing, I knew what I did last week. And so what I did last week informs what I should be aiming for this week. Mm. So I walked in there and just went boom, 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 boom. Warmed up, hit it, did my exercises, walked out, done. That's what we call having a plan. Yeah. So the next essential item in your gym survival toolkit is a towel. Yes, I know it's kind of obvious, but look, hygiene's important. Especially if we are working out in either a hotter climate or it's just summer, you're going to sweat. But you're not the only one that's going to sweat. The people that have been there before you are probably sweated. And it's just a good hygienic thing to do. Yes. So in our gym bag, in our own gym survival toolkit, is a towel. It's just, it's, it's good gym etiquette to have a towel and to be able to wipe down the benches you've been using after you've used it. Absolutely. Uh, number three, pre-prepared shaker bottle. What do you mean? This would be the shake that we would take, Matt and I would take after we finished our workout. So directly after we finished our workout, we take a post-workout protein shake. Ooh. Matt, explain uh, what is in our post-workout shake. Uh, protein powder, so like a whey protein isolate, uh, a source of carbohydrate, which could be as simple as Powerade, Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah. And, you know, it might be a supplement like creatine or glutamine. Refer back to our supplements episode. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Mix it with water, shake it, drink it, walk out. Yeah, really simple. We do take a pre-shake, but we take that at home before we go to the gym. So in our gym bag with us is just our post-workout shake. Yep, the shake to have the moment we step off the gym floor, straight to the water fountain, fill it up, and then uh, down the hatch it goes. So the next essential tool in your gym survival toolkit is something to record what you're actually doing. So it could be a notepad and a pen, which is what Courtney uses. Or in my case, I just use the notepad on my mobile phone. So whichever, whichever works for you, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Just get it done. 
So whether it is, you know, ye old pen and paper, giddy up, that's great. If it's something on your phone, a spreadsheet, uh, a PDF file, who cares? Just make it happen. Mm. But something to record what you've done. So this ties into what Courtney said earlier about having a plan. If you know what you've done, it's going to be easy to know what you should be doing next time you walk in to do it. Mm. So that, yes, essential. Next. Next, headphones. Oh, yeah. Headphones and I'll put these two together, these three together, really. You've got headphones, a phone with a Spotify account, or if like Matt and I are Samsung Android users, but if you are an iPhone user, you might have an iPhone with iTunes or you might have an iPod. That's fine. Just something that has music on it. Wait, do people have iPods still? I don't know. I thought they were done for. I don't really know. I'm clearly not an Apple user, so I don't know. But anyway, iPhone, iTunes. Uh, YouTube Red. Red. There's plenty oh, of music. Yeah. Any music service out there. Yeah, there's another one as well, and I can't think of the name. But We use Spotify. There's, we use Spotify, so whatever. And you want to have a workout playlist. Yes. Very important. So those three things come hand in hand. Headphones, music. Have a playlist for your workouts. Yep. I actually have several workout playlists depending on what I'm working out. I I tend to find, actually, well, not just tend to find, I truly believe that headphones and the whole music thing is essential because humans and music just go so well together. Uh, it, it helps so much with keeping your focus mm. in the gym, uh, but also elevating the intensity uh, as you start to listen to music in the gym, you're gonna you're gonna learn pretty quickly the music that fires you up. Yeah, absolutely. And it does have an impact. Yeah, it totally makes a difference. Makes a massive difference. Also helps it, as I said earlier, to keep your focus on what you're doing. Because uh, in the end, who wants to be in the gym for hours? Just get in there, get it done, get out. Yeah. So I, both of us, we can't recommend enough uh, having a, a quality pair of headphones, uh, and uh, you know some sort of music account and a playlist because it goes a long way. Uh, so that is, well, that's essential. The final tool in your gym survival toolkit, which is also in our gym bag, would be weightlifting straps or weightlifting gloves where you feel they are necessary. So I personally detest Gloves. Yeah, I don't like gloves. Because I get sweaty palms and I don't like the feeling of it. But some people really feel good with the gloves on. Hey, whatever works, go for it. Uh, I use uh, weightlifting straps on certain exercises. So they, of the essential gym survival toolkit tools, I would say they are the least essential. Mm. But they're handy to have in there just in case. I'd rather have them and not use them than not have them and need them. Yeah, absolutely. So that is our gym survival toolkit. And uh, and that's that. Yeah. I think we can now move on, Courtney. Well, before we move on, actually, hopefully that has helped. Mm. Uh, we will now move on to emails. Yeah. Uh, this is where the music comes in. Oh, so- sorry. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I was wondering why you paused. I was like, um... I was paused because I'm waiting for you to do your job, but okay. Sorry. Um, time for emails. do 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 that was just not worth it. Okay, cool. So now that we've just wasted 15 seconds of your life, you'll never get back. 
Let's move on to emails. We got a fantastic email this week. Oh, before I forget, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can reach us. And we got a fantastic email this week from Joe. So last week, Courtney and I asked if you enjoy the show to please give us uh, an honest review on iTunes at theweightlosspodcast.com forward slash iTunes. So Joe has sent us a lovely email that says, I give you guys six out of five possible stars. Thank you, Joe. Uh, lunch is on us. Yes. That is, that, we really appreciate that. Uh, Joe says, I listen to your podcasts all the time and even re-listen to them. Thanks and hello from Wisconsin in the USA. Now that is fantastic. Uh, Courtney and I actually got married in the United States. So we have a, uh, a, a sort of special connection with the US. We love the country. Um, and just to know that we're getting feedback and we've got people listening to us that far away from where we are here in the deep south of Australia is both incredible and humbling. Courtney, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Joe, thank you so much for reaching out and contacting us and giving us the feedback. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, what, what can we say? Like, we're, we're humbled by it. Um, I do, I must ask a personal question. I do wonder, with you being from Wisconsin, are you a Green Bay Packers fan? If so, I'm sorry about the news about Aaron Rodgers. That mm. is the end of their season. Um, I'm a massive NFL fan, and that is terrible news. Uh, but regardless, Joe, once again, thank you. Love you. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, so any, any other feedback, abuse, criticism, <laughs> just random thoughts? Yes. Uh, favorite Nintendo 64 games? Uh, you can reach us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Yes. What's that email again, Courtney? Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. The Weight Loss Podcast. Yes. Not, not to be confused with The Weight Loss Podcast. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, whatever. Okay, so with that awkward moment out of the way, <laughs> we are going to sign off and call this a show. Uh, before we do, if you've made it this far, thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, Courtney and I have a goal of getting to 50 reviews on iTunes by the end of October. So if you appreciate the work and enjoy the work that we do, we would be eternally grateful if you could go to iTunes at or, or theweightlosspodcast.com forward slash iTunes and leave us an honest review. Uh, we would appreciate that times infinity. Yes, Ta absolutely. Yeah, infinity? Yeah. We agree on that? Absolutely. Cool. Um, thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up. Hope you've got something out of this. We will speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.